and welcome to the Unknown Secrets of SEO Podcast. Hi, welcome back to another fun-filled edition of our SEO Podcast, A Day Early. Uh, yes, a day early, actually. Yeah, it's a Thursday. Wow. Today is Thursday. Maybe that's like the grogginess trying to get started. <laughs> are we supposed to be doing a podcast today? What's going on? This is podcast number 48. You are listening to the most popular SEO podcast on iTunes and soon to be Podomatic. And you stream and... The world! Uh, yeah, the go. world! Facebook, Twitter. <laughs> we are broadcasting this live on Ustream, uh, as we do normally on Fridays at 9.15 Central Standard Time. Uh, today it is Thursday, 9.15-ish Standard Time Central. There you go. <laughs> um, and you are listening to a gold mine. Wow. Wow. Like that. Remember our song? You probably gold forgot. Mine. The song that comes in, the, the lead in song <laughs> like and the trail out song is uh, Goldmine. That song jams. From our friends Circle the Cat. I don't even know if you can find them. I know they broke up. A friend of mine was in the band. I mean, the first thing I do is Google. Right, where can I find it? Where can I get my free download on? Where can yeah. I pirate that song? If you want that, we'll, uh, we'll I don't know, we'll, we'll, we'll put you in touch directly with the Latin percussionist of Circle the Cat. So we have to be careful. We have to be careful not to exceed our Gino time limit. All right. Sorry. Yeah. Gino. We're Gino make time fast. All right. <laughs> so what we want to do is say you can stalk us on Twitter. Uh, you find us at twitter.com slash ewebstyle. There is no dash in that. You can also, you want to take, take one of these? That's a cool little uh, list. Uh, Facebook. You can find us on Facebook. At, quickly go to e-webstyle.com forward slash Facebook. Go right. right to our Facebook page. Awesome. On Ustream, the best way to find us on... I go, I don't even know. I Google. Oh. I'm like Google U, uh, Ustream uh, e-webstyle. <laughs> I think you I just... All right. Hey. <laughs> I, somebody just threw. I keep forgetting. It's not just video. Somebody just threw an airplane from uh, over a cubicle. Um, yeah, on Ustream, you can go to e-webstyle.com/ustream, and that'll take you us uh, take you to our Ustream page. Uh, you know, we're on YouTube. That's what's up. <laughs> I just saw him walk by that way, so. <laughs> and it was a horrible throw. Oh, we are on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, we are on YouTube. We have some videos out there. I have no idea how to find it. We'll, we'll get that information. You Google it. I don't even know why it's on my cheat sheet. I, don't even, <laughs> I can't even cheat you there. Um, oh, yeah, and I, did I mention this already? We are the most... Popular, popular SEO podcast on iTunes. Number one, number one. Speaking of that, we have another. Last time we went, we went over some reviews. And Paul, I believe you're, you know, other than the fact that there's a SEO podcast named SEO Rockstars, yeah. I think you're becoming kind of a rock star because you were, you were mentioned in this this review also. Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah, oh, yeah. This is that's from right. the guys. Uh, <laughs> Brush my shoulders off here for a minute. <laughs> Uh, Computer Corner Hawaii. Do you happen to remember their website? Yes, AJ at computercornerhawaii.com. Oh, okay, I, 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 just in case, because I know you were dealing with them. I think, uh, yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure. If not, probably if you Google Computer Corner Hawaii, because they're listening to us, I'm sure you'll find you'll find them because they're you know implementing fundamental principles of SEO. Uh, guys in uh, Hawaii, aloha. What's up, AJ? Uh, listen to their review. It's awesome. They took the time to create an account, got on iTunes. We're going to give them some link back love and listen to this. We were looking for a way to improve our web presence in iTunes and ran across this podcast. Uh, from a small business perspective, listening to this podcast is half of the best investment you can make. The second half is when you call them, leave a message, and they actually call you back. 
Yeah. Even though we are in Hawaii in an entirely different time zone, Paul actually called and gave us a whole new insight into improving our website. They truly epitomize world-class customer service. Thanks, Paul. Since listening, we have we took their advice and listened from the very first podcast, then literally used a new improvement tip on our website from each podcast. Thanks for the great information. That's what's up. Man. You know, the, it, this is a gold mine of information. Um, I was actually at a networking event the other day, and I was able to stand up at that networking event and say, um, you know, I am one of the voices on the most popular SEO podcast on iTunes, which was, of course, a very nice thing to be able to say, mm -hmm. and it's entirely because of you guys. You know, I mean, we get up here, we share information, we're happy to share information, we share a little news, we have a little bit of fun. And the reality is, it's entirely because of you guys, and we are really appreciative to you guys out there listening, uh, enjoying, and my God, we have to be past the Geno time yes, limit. Yes, <laughs> So thank you. I try to, every person I talk to, I try to sincerely thank them. We appreciate every single listener that we get. We remember when it was just us listening, and sometimes I wouldn't even listen. <laughs> so thank you to what? everyone that listens. You weren't even listening to your own podcast? Oh, my God. So everyone that listens and watches, thank you very much. We appreciate it. Everyone that emails, sends stuff in, thanks a lot. We appreciate it. Now, you you, uh, you mentioned a little bit of news today. that, that This kind of threw me off a little bit. Yelp, the ever-so-popular online directory, kind of like uh, Big Competitive City Search, is in extortion court. I don't even know if that's a court. But uh, apparently, if you have some negative reviews and you want them removed from Yelp, call Yelp, and they'll charge you $300 a month to do that. To yes. remove the negative they reviews? Were, they were, their, their service reps, I don't know if this company policy, were saying you have to sign up for a con you have to sign a contract with us every month to get your negative reviews removed. Oh, that kind of sucks. But I still like Yelp until they give us a negative review, then... It's done. That relationship is done. Then, then we'll sue them. Yeah. <laughs> so they're being sued by a couple people, man. A company out of L.A., a company out of New York, and there's a few others that uh, that I just I didn't read on the article. But, wow, I thought that was pretty interesting, man. Uh, you know, I'm going to go ahead and say that was possibly a customer service or a sales rep era and not a company-wide policy. Uh, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt on that one. Yeah, I think so. Because, yeah, I, I hear stories all the time of friends who own businesses and uh, you know, are dealing with sales reps who, you know, cross the line, yeah. if you will. So, um, yeah, let's just, we'll chalk that one up to that. And I had heard actually like people like City Search were, was doing the same thing that, you know, um, we had uh, one of our customers, uh, a jewelry store here in Houston, who, uh, who was trying to get some bad reviews removed. And, you know, you know, part of the things that's wonderful about those editorial type websites is, you can't get the battery, you know, if I'm, I don't want to just go and hear good stuff. That's true. I want to hear the bad stuff. That's very, and, that's very true. You know, and, and it's a shame because I think a lot of, you know, I, it, wow, this is going to get real commentary, but <laughs> our education system doesn't train people to read between the lines to mm -hmm. use critical rhetorical analysis well enough. And so, you know, one bad review, unfortunately, can really do a lot of damage to a business when if you read it, you know, and, and you really analyze what whatever person is saying. You're like, you know what? This guy's got some serious issues, and it, you know everything he's describing has, doesn't even sound like the same product. Or you know, <laughs> it, it really is uh, unfortunate that people don't have that critical, often don't have that critical analysis. Because one bad review will not turn me away from a product. It depends on what's in the review. Uh, so if you really want to have an impactful bad review, take some time, put together a good one. Because I'll tell you what, I do. <laughs> or, yeah, or you can, you can reply to them. And, you know, I'm 
like the last like 45 seconds just went <laughs> I'm like I'm stuck at critical editorial <laughs> analysis and I, I just shut down after that part like ah, I, I, I remember I passed that class and I was, and I promised myself I yeah, would like, I never like, think like, about what? it again <laughs> so uh, that's what's up with Yelp uh, and apparently City Search too so hey you should be watching you should be googling your, or searching yourself on those um, those online directories and say, hey, what are people saying about me? And that's part of uh, you know one of the services that we do here is every six months we'd like to review our accounts and one of the things we'll do is we'll just kind of Google you and see what's out there. Yeah. Uh, and so you know when you're purchasing our SEO services, you're also purchasing you know some sort. I mean we don't market it that way, but it's just kind of inherent in what we do. Some sort of kind of um, uh, perception protection. Wow, okay, that would be an interesting. Yeah, I like that. Perception, perception protection. protection. I gotta put that on my cheat sheet. I like that. That's All a right. good one. That's good. That goes with SIVO search, search engine, engine visitor, visitor optimization. optimization. So look, what's on the menu? Look it up. Well, the first thing I wanted to talk about. We had a client call us today. Okay. We've had them on the first page forever, right? Since the beginning of time. Almost before Google existed. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, they sell rattan furniture here in Houston. And uh, and she called and she said, look, business has been slow for two years. Uh, and actually, when I first got this client, I told her, you, we're going to get you on the first page. You're actually going to succeed well because rattan furniture is not, um, an, a, you know, a, it's not like bedroom furniture. Mm -hmm. It's not like mattresses. So the competitiveness of that term isn't going to be incredibly high. So not only are we going to do what we promised, which we did, was to get her on the first page of Google for Houston, San Antonio, Rattan Furniture, Houston, San Antonio, Austin, Dallas, Oklahoma. She actually has people who drive to Houston from <laughs> Oklahoma and Louisiana. And uh, Texas. And I think she's on there for Texas also. And Texas in general. Well, we told her, you're probably going to be on the first page for some very national terms. Mm -hmm. And she is. Um, and so I told her right up front from the beginning, I said, you're probably going to want to start selling stuff online. And she's a lady who at the time was thinking, you know, oh, then I got to ship. And if the products get broken, and then it just sounds like a whole big headache. And I just pointed out to her, we're, we were in her showroom. She has a showroom and a warehouse here in Houston. I said, would you rather expand your showroom or your warehouse? I'm going to say warehouse. Yeah. Significantly cheaper. Most of her monthly expenses are in her showroom, mm -hmm. not in the inventory that she has in stock and in the warehouse. So, because uh, if you sell online, you don't need your your website is your showroom. There so, you um, she actually called us and she was like, "Okay, what do I have to do to sell online?" And I said, "Okay, well, here's things, and we need to get together." And so she's going to think about it. But one of the things that she wanted to know was uh, where's her traffic coming from, and and I wanted to look this up for her. So. Would there be any value of her selling online? Because then she could sell across the whole country. And um, so what I did is I pulled up Google Analytics. Oh, haven't heard of that before. Yeah. And here's <laughs> a if you're if you're looking at the video. Oh, look at that. That actually looks pretty good. All right. Cool. So you can see um, that the the number one thing that she has visits for is the state of Texas. We're actually I broke it down by country. Excuse me. Yes, country slash territory details. Obviously, the country is the U.S., and the territories are actually states. <laughs> That's a little interesting. Um, in Texas, she has 339 visits a month. 
in California, I think this is a month, maybe this is a week. No, that's a month. Um, in California, 70, Florida, 64, New York, 47, and we'll skip down to Illinois, 15. Uh, the reason, I mean, the disparity between 70 in California and 339 in Texas is because we've actually optimized for specific cities in, uh, in Texas. Again, Houston, San Antonio, Dallas, um, Beaumont, and believe it or not, and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, Texas. and San Antonio, uh, which I may have said, and Austin, and Dallas, and Houston. <laughs> um, so, you know, we, we project that we could significantly increase our traffic if we went after actually individual cities. I don't know, like Los Angeles, San Diego, San Francisco, oh, New York. City. City. Uh, and Chicago and Illinois. So um, this is a very good report. I thought it would be a great thing to just bring up. And, you know, the flexibility of Google Analytics, you know, you can look up a lot of really good details, see where you're at, and, you know, make a business plan for or and or a business case for how we're going to move forward. So there you go. Um, that's what we're doing with her. That's exciting. We're very, you know, we're exciting, of course, to get the business to do her full e-commerce website, which mm -hmm. we do here in-house. And also uh, to be expanding her business, so that's uh, that's really exciting. It's something that we do here uh, on a regular basis. I have no yeah. idea when we started. So basically, bottom line, you know, if you're getting some organic hits from states or cities or states outside of the ones that you're actually optimizing for, consider going after those. Because let's say there's a neighboring city where someone really likes you and he talks about your products, and you start getting some hits from it. You know, you might want to consider optim you know, optimizing for those particular country, states, or territories. There is another website that I'm going to put in my notes to talk about next time. It's a review website, and um, it, it, I heard it from a, a gentleman that was a meeting with uh, yesterday. And I don't remember the name of the website. I will get that to you next time. It's pretty cool, though. If you want to control perception... What did I say? Perceived perception? Perception protection. Percep perception protection. What they'll do is they'll create a review site for you. It, it does cost 50 bucks a month, mm -hmm. from what I understood. But each of the reviews actually becomes a page that can show up on Google, and it can help you to actually Sounds mitigate. Like content. Yeah. Sounds it's like content, content, and it's positive content. And it's content you control. So uh, it's interesting. It's got some interesting stats. Like uh, we have always said that you should actually have your reviews and your testimonials actually integrated into the website. Um, this is a button that takes you to another website, and apparently, 50% of visitors are are actually clicking it, which is a little surprising from what wow. we tend to talk about. So wow. And you remember, you should. Uh, this is buzzing in my ear. You should be doing Google alerts. Yep. To find out who's talking about you and what they're saying. Absolutely, yeah. And and anything about your industry. I added a couple the other day that are relative to the industry as opposed to us. Like, so, of course, we've got Google Alerts for eWeb Style and Paul Hansen and Chris Burris and uh, Unknown Secrets to FCO and the most popular SEO podcast on iTunes. Of course we do. Yeah. And we also add, you know, industry things like search engine optimization, Houston search engine optimization, whatever cities we're targeting. So um, I am waving this piece of paper around. Yet again, we went back to C E. Excuse me, SEO Moz. <laughs> <laughs> I like this guy's site, man. This guy's got good information. I haven't been to it in a while, but good stuff. It is really, and this one was posted by Randfish. Uh, and it, it, it's, I don't know how else we can find this. It's, and I thought this was really important because here, here at eWebStyle, we are switching from um, a non-content management system website production house 
to a content management system production house. So whenever we do websites now, we actually do it in a content management solution. And we do that because at least we give flex. There's two reasons. Uh, one's a business reason, one's a customer reason, which ultimately are both business reasons. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, uh, the first reason is a lot of our customers would like to be able to edit their website, and frankly, they're not going to learn uh, how to do FTP, how to get, you know, how to edit HTML, and then and we give them that capability, you know, they, everything they need. We never stand between them and their website, and they're just not going to do it. So they come to us. We have a minimum billing rate, so if they need us to tweak, you know, one little thing, then. Uh, we got a bill for 30 minutes, and, and you know there are clients who just don't want that. So a content management solution is a great solution for them. Um, the other is is inside as we're expanding. Thanks to you guys, we mm -hmm. are expanding here at eWebStyle. Um, as we're expanding, uh, it's becoming clearer that uh, that we can really hone in our talent for designing very attractive and useful websites. Um, and we've got some staff members who are really good at that, and let them focus on that and then just turn it over so that the information can be populated into the website, and it's much easier to bring somebody in and say, you know what, here's, uh, in our case, Joomla. Mm -hmm. uh, here's how you use Joomla. Watch these three videos and now get to work. Right? So go. it's kind of like a McDonald's. You can sit somebody down to watch a video, and somebody can be cooking burgers who yesterday was picking his nose. There so, you go. Um, <laughs> picking his nose. <laughs> but I'm not saying he's not picking his nose today. Well, I was thinking it was his job. Like, he lost his nose picking job. And now he's flipping burgers. That's a step up. Yeah. We got to post that on Craigslist. <laughs> we need a grade A nose picker. There you go. So why, so why, they have an article and I'm going to ask a rhetorical, well not really rhetorical, why do you need a content management system? Or, and basically for those of you who, if you just tuned in, it's the very first podcast, we've talked about it before, but a content management system to a regular person on the street is a way for you to edit your website without having to learn web design software like Dreamweaver. And if you've ever tried it's not easy. I've looked at it, but I'm like, come on, get real. Now, what it doesn't do, though, is give you the capabilities to, you know, bring in, you know, change the whole look and feel. I mean, you can do that in Joomla, obviously, because we're going to be doing that. Um, but the average Joe is not going to be able to just go in and edit images and, and really change the look and feel of their website. What happens is we create the nice look and feel of your website and then... We populate it and make sure it still looks even better, and then turn it over to you. So you could change out this mm -hmm. image, you could change out that image, you could change text or whatever. Uh, and, and frankly, we understand that sometimes when you change out images, there are so many nuances to the image process. You know, we find some people will will upload, you know, a, a five meg image on their front page mm -hmm. and, and then shrink it down. Well, you really should turn that into a thumbnail. And then upload it. And and the challenge with that is you don't want to five meg anything on your front page because it's going to be an inc incredibly slow loading Load front page, and that's bad. That creates a thing we like to call bounces. Yeah, bounce. Bounces are bad. Perception protection. <laughs> We're just going to get on for 30 minutes and <laughs> rattle off all these taglines and say thank you for the podcast. <laughs> Next. Um. So. I thought it might be really good to talk about content management solutions uh, or systems and from an SEO perspective. We are an SEO podcast, so in fact, we are the most... I'm not going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
And this is a really good article, again, by Ranfish. And he came up with, like, he, he, he laid it out there and said, look, I can't cover everything. Uh, and, and, in fact, some of the comments on this, there's, like, 51 pages of comments oh, here. Oh, yeah. Um, some of the comments talk about, you know, things that he missed. And, and we may or probably won't go over that at a later date. Um, but some of the things that we, you know, we understand and we take into consideration. And, and frankly, if, if you know how to program any one of these that might be missing from a content management system, you could actually work around. Um, but you would really like to have these built into, uh, into your content management system. So the first thing that he says, what's, what's the first thing that, uh, that's on the list? The, do you oh, Okay, back to the chart. Title tag, customization, and rules. We have talked about title tags a million times. It's what shows up, and when you go to a website, what shows up in the blue bar at Internet Explorer or uh, Mozilla Firefox. It's, uh, that's the title of that particular page. And we do. We talk about titles all the time. So, of course, if you can't individually control uh, the titles of a particular page, you're going to be lacking on mm -hmm. the search engine optimization department. Um, the other thing that he makes a point, and this is actually really, 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 really valid point to make it easier on you, that is if, say, you're going to have a blog on your content management solution, then you would like the title not just to, not just to say, you know, to be individually controlled, but maybe you want to insert any blog page actually starts off with saying, you know, uh, eWebStyles blog and then dash the, the name of the article. Mm -hmm. In fact, it should be reversed. If you guys have been paying to, attention to our podcast, you should always have your keywords first. Yes. And then any kind of auxiliary information that you may or may not want to have. And in fact, we typically don't even recommend you have it. But if it's going to be something simple like eWeb style blog, then you can certainly have that. And you make a rule so that anything that's in this category or anything that's on the blog actually automatically augments it with that. And so I think that's a, that's a great that's a great that's absolutely a great su uh, suggestion. What do we what do we got next? Static keyword rich URLs. Yeah. So from a, I don't know if you guys have ever been on a website and you look up in the address bar and the address bar is where you would type you know Google.com and you look up there and you see all of this gibberish. Percent sign one two three four SEO dash Blah, blah, blah. Cap, lowercase, yeah. cap, lowercase, 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 cap, X, Y. Eh. Yeah. Okay, so that is typical of a content management solution. And it's also problematic because, remember, Google gives value to the URL. So you want to actually be able to control the keywords that are in the URL. So uh, one example, and, and really WordPress is a blog. Okay. Uh, WordPress can be used as a, an entire website, uh, and it's it's a, effectively a content management solution. It it lacks some of the nuances of other you know more um, comprehensive con, uh, content management solutions, and it still can be used as mm -hmm. one. And what it has it has capabilities. There are like plugins that you can put into it that will actually start using more um, uh, web search engine friendly URLs. Okay. So if I have an article, like in our WordPress blog, mm -hmm. plus word, <laughs> WordPress blog, like blue one-armed widgets, when I put that in the title, that also actually becomes the title of the page, uh, and it's also the, actually the URL. So Google gives a lot of credit to that. That's why we're on the first page for blue one-armed widgets. <clears throat> 
Next. We, can, we can do more. I just, <laughs> just want to throw that out. That's not the only thing we're on the first page. <laughs> it sounds like, wow, those guys can get on the first page for blue one-arm widgets. They which, suck. Which we, which we actually did, which was actually cool, kind of like a funny experiment. Yeah, it uh, worked. We're still there. Yeah. Meta ta- number three, meta tag co- customization. I mean, I've kicked that dead horse dead, basically. Yeah. Uh, wait, wait, hold on, though. Wham! One more kick, because uh, meta tags are really important. Um, and, and of course, in a content management solution, you want to be able to tweak the meta tag for each and every page. Yeah, so. and th- I mean, these are like quick. I'm just thinking off the top of my head. Title tag, meta tags. Uh, you can adjust those things quick, fast, in a hurry. I'm not saying you don't you don't want to spend hours doing those. You know, pick your keywords and put them in. You know, and move on. Yeah, yeah, there you yeah. go. You don't want to I mean, spend they're not they're not pivotal, and you should change them. And, yeah. and sometimes, remember, we talk about um, literally we talk about SIVO, search engine visitor optimization, starting at the SERP. Remember, starting at the search engine result page. If it's possible to get your phone number to show up, so you do a search for rattan furniture, and the phone number can actually show up there. Mm-hmm. You don't even have to go to the web page. You can say, "Oh, rattan furniture." Boom. Bang. Give them a call. Um, so. Uh, that is often controlled by meta tags, meta tag description. It depends. Google switching on and off, and you know that's like that's why we get paid yeah. what we do because we are, we're always keeping track of that and, and doing the right thing for for your company. So um, so meta tag customization, you need to be able to do that. And uh, in Joomla, you can. That's one of the reasons we're switching to it. Of course, Joomla, Joomla. Which means all sorts of weird things. Right? Really? Arabic friend was over <laughs> here and it says that means sentence. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Sentence. Learn something every day. And donkey. Donkey. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I like donkey. I'll stick with that. Um, the next one is enabling custom HTML tags. Tell us about that, Paul. Uh, the one that I think of is the first one that he put was a nofollow tag. Which is basically a customized tag that'll tell someone don't follow the, this particular page. I know there's other custom tags. I mean, there's hundreds and hundreds and I, hundreds. I, I, of I tags. was trying to throw you under the bus. You did uh, an awesome job there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He's a sales up, manager. Sucker. He's not the HTML <laughs> coder guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like this header tags and title tag. I mean, it is tons. Of, I mean, there's. I mean, I've I've probably read 50 different tags. I don't know them all, but I know there's tons and tons of different. And, tags. and most of them are actually going to be naturally built into a CMS. Mm-hmm. And what this is saying is, you know, like a no-follow tag is not something that that you use on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. You use it very specifically uh, if you don't want a, a search engine to recognize traffic that you're sending somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Uh, go back and listen to an listen to a, a older podcast for a more in-depth explanation of that. Um, but you know there are other tags, you know headline tags, subheadline tags uh, that that just aren't used very option, uh, often, and you want to be able to put those in. And uh, and really, um, even even better than that, you really want to be able to put them in and have it understand them, which kind of means it's going to be built in. So I would almost disagree with this. Okay. Because I would say that it shouldn't be about custom header tags um, or extra fu- functionality HTML tags. It's not header tags, HTML tags. Because they shouldn't be extra. They should be, you know, any kind of um, editing that you're going to do inside of a content management solution. The, it should render all HTML tags as they're supposed to be. And you know, the, the HTML tags that exist are very well documented. Um, you know, Go, uh, Google Chrome follows them. Firefox follows them. Mm-hmm. IE <coughs> follows most of them. 
<laughs> I had to throw that in there. Was that was a cheap job. shot at Microsoft. <laughs> Kick the donkey. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what do we got next? We got um, internal anchor text flexibility. Okay, now everybody, by this point, if you've listened, you should understand anchor text and the importance of anchor text. And we've talked about it all the time. You need to have keywords in your anchor text. So an anchor is, you know, you look, you're reading something and you see a link. The words that are in a different color, often underlined, that you click, you go to another page. That's your anchor text. Yeah, and and what what it's making the point is, and typically in a content management solution, you have the ability to break up articles or web pages as uh, in different categories or different subcategories. And what it's saying is, you know, I may call a category blog, right? Okay. But but maybe it you know you might all all the tags that link to my blog really should say SEO blog, right? Oh. Or search engine optimization blog okay. or whatever it may be. And so from kind of the perspective back office side of things, I just want to call it blog and really I should be able to customize the links that link to my blog pages mm -hmm. so that they actually say, you know, search engine optimization blog. And uh, and so that, that would be kind of additional functionality. Yeah. It's not obvious, like for a programmer, I see why you would just do one and then you might want to force your user to call everything search engine optimization blog, but you know, that's a lot longer. So if you end up doing any hand coding or anything, uh, you really should have that flexibility to do both. Mm -hmm. So uh, so that's one of the points. Are we at time? Well, yeah, let's do one more. We're going to, you know, we're going to give them, because they, they, they tuned in early. It's Thursday. Okay. They, they joined us early. So we're going to give you one more bonus one. Um, intelligent categorization structures. I don't know what that means, so we're done. All right. No. <laughs> well, I don't. <laughs> All right. A closed second of poor URLs is poor category structure. Um. Yeah, you know. I'm still learning that because I I am still learning Joomla, uh, which has been a fun experience and a difficult. And I'm learning sections and categories. So. Well, yeah. and 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 Joomla is you know it's open source, uh, which has very significant advantages, um, in terms of the the community that is continually writing code, and it's you know it's written by coders. So I think Paul's experiencing. The, the the coders world which is which is not entirely keep, you can keep that how about that it's not entirely user friendly Gosh. so uh, and you're being very kind there's a, there's a, there's definitely a learning curve that we've gone up um uh, in order to switch into mm -hmm. that, and Paul has actually stepped up and and has 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 played the role of getting some some data, you know, to to take care of clients uh, in a timely fashion since we've got a lot going on, and so he's it's I think it's good because it'll help you. I don't know. Now I can speak intelligently about things like Joomla because two weeks ago I would not have been able to. He just he he would have said that I'd means sentence in Arabic. Yeah, I'd have to be like or, All right, or donkey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Hey, before we get out of yes. here, let me shout out to a couple people that I'm not going to get through all of these because I want to make sure and give everybody some backlink love. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Todd at two Costa Rica Real Estate dot com. Uh, is a real estate developer and realtor in. Costa Rica, they have a phenomenal website. If you're thinking about moving there, and I am jealous if you are, give Todd a call. His website is very, it's in a very attractive website. It's laid out just awesome. I gave him an analysis. I'm like, Todd, I mean, you know, but there's not much I can tell you to do more than just your linking because your website is laid out phenomenally. I spent a lot of time there just looking at like million dollar homes on a beach in Costa Rica, which is just awesome. So, what's up to Todd? I want to give another shout out to. 
Maria Ramirez here in Houston at SEMA Concrete. She requested an analysis, C-I-M-A, concrete.com. And my main man, Jignesh, jignesh.wordpress.com. He's requested an analysis of his website as well. So Jignesh, Maria, and Todd, thanks for uh, requesting an analysis. There's about three more of you on here. I will get to you next week. Thank you very much. Thank you, guys. Oh, you know, next week we may be interviewing somebody. I'm going oh. to tell you who. Uh-huh. Uh, it's, a, it's another service that actually works parallel. It's kind of a service that we offer just a little better, actually. Okay. You know, I'm, I'm comfortable admitting that. All right. <laughs> Um, And uh, and, and so we're pretty excited about that. So that may be actually the next two podcasts, because typically, you know, those interviews just go on forever. Um, The next two or four (laughs) podcasts, because that's what we did with Joe Orsak, which, by the way, those are great interviews. Uh, Go back and listen to the Joe Orsak interviews. Uh, He's just got a he's a great dynamic person and some really good, um, really good business Mm insights. So that was good. He he really added to the podcast. Um, so that could happen next week. Uh, until then, remember, if you provide Google, Google users with, good, with a good experience, you will succeed as a search engine optimizer. I like that. This is our, what, 47th podcast? 48. 48th podcast. You are listening to the Unknown Secrets of SEO podcast. We are the most popular SEO podcast on iTunes. We and thanks to you, we appreciate that. Uh, we'll see you guys next time. Uh, until next time, I'm Chris Burris. And I'm Paul Hanson. Bye bye for now. Bye guys. She's gonna set me free In 